Are we ever going to talk about on the podcast how the Patriot is better than Braveheart? Are we? <laughs> now I'm going to fight you. To that might be like that. the hottest movie take that I have. No, that's a horrible take. That's it's a, not. That's that's a cold take. That's a that's a cold take. The Patriot is a better movie. No, no, it's not. So I said that with my tongue out because I was assuming that 2004 was around the time that uh, that was, was way, is way before. Yeah, you're way dated. Damn. You, you would have been so. How did, the, how did the kids say hey in uh, in 2004? I mean, we were we were kids then, so we should probably know that. I think we just said sup. Was that when sup started? I think it was uh, what you got you got. I think you got what we up. graduated from was that into up? just sup. I th- always thought it was a uh, what up though. What up though? What up though? Steven, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Nick Lyons. How are you? Well, uh, do you know what we're doing here? Uh, we're here to discuss the importance of, uh, of, of, of diversity within uh, the, not only the healthcare industry, but also the financial industry, because they do go hand in hand. That is correct. That is what this podcast is about. Of course. The all-inclusive Real Rotten Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is also the podcast where we talk about uh, movies that are under 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cut that, call. That's exactly... That's exactly right, Nick. You know, what What illustrious film did you decide to pull from obscurity this week, sir? Yet again, from the uh, the nostalgia ranks of my mind. I, uh, I Which found, is 14 years old. Yes. I found a movie that I was fully into. Um, I, I tried to date it. I tried to uh, go study. It's as, surprisingly, as say. It, and it's surprisingly dated. It is Believe surprisingly it dated. 2004, only... the perfect score. The perfect score in 2004. There's yeah. a lot of kids taking the SATs uh, last year around November, but now uh, now is when their SATs are going into effect while it, they're applying to colleges. Yeah. So, so uh, we decided to do the perfect score, which is uh, about stealing the SATs. Yeah, which is a good uh, shout out to all the people who succeeded in their SAT scores and got into the schools that they uh, 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 strived for because of those, and for the individuals who, who did not uh, fare so well. Uh, this is mostly a suck it. You didn't. You your dreams are crushed now. Sorry. Good luck at DVC. I think that was yeah. That was the premise of the movie. Yeah. And if you went to DVC, good job. We're proud of you. I I'm not. There's, we have no, I have nothing against DVC. I I know plenty of people that are uh, probably more successful than me that went to DVC. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's just that's just <laughs> too real. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Well, we have a special podcast for you today because there is no guest today. Yeah, we're all by our lonesome here. In yeah, this, uh, in it's, this just, it's just the bros, the Illustrious dudes. podcast studio, also a, a kitchen a breakfast nook a common area. Yeah, we call it Fred Quarters. Fred Quarters. Yeah. Yeah, Shred Quarters, more, more, more or less. Shred Quarters. I'm still, I'm still mastering my uh, 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 Guitar Hero skills. And... Uh, we're doing that because, you know, it's hard to get guests all the time. It really is. And and we've been on hiatus for a while, so we figured we'd shake things up a bit, try to get the try to get the train back on the tracks and uh, put a little extra coal in that fire and let let that baby run. I'm picking up what you're stepping on. 
Wait, what is it? Indubitably. You got it. You're, you're, yeah, you're smelling what, what you're smelling what I stepped in. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm puffing what you're passing. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm watching what you're filming. I smell what your rock is cooking. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm, um, I'm pick, I'm, 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 I'm hearing in on that frequency. I'm dancing to your beat. That's a ten four there, good buddy. I'm feeling your skin. I don't know if that, is, uh, that qualifies as the same sort of a analogy, but moving on, this is Real Rod, and welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you do not want to hear an episode of Just Me and Steven, we'll have a guest at the very end. We're shaking our head no, but yeah. Don't lie to them. It's going to be happening. It's You're real. Right. You're right. Who needs a guest, though, to be honest? What do they provide except insight and laughter? And objective opinions. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted objective opinions, I'd watch... The news, am I right? <laughs> if only. But before we get into into the movie Perfect Score, we have a uh, couple things we want to talk about. First of all, follow us on the social medias, Real Rotten, on all of those. The at symbol, Real Rotten, uh, one word, no uh, underscores, no dashes, no uh, no spaces. And uh, we have big news that we're uh, we're going to get stickers. Oh, yeah, they're coming. So if you prove to us that you rated our podcast on iTunes, we will send you a sticker. Yeah, send it Send it to us, uh, Real we'll Rotten we'll real Pod at uh, gmail.com. Is that yeah. what it is? Real Rotten at gmail. Real Rotten at, at gmail. That's and, it. And uh, if you do that, we'll give you two stickers. For... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Two for the price of one review. This is true. That's a low price. And if it's five stars, which it better be. Yeah, I'll take four. Uh, we'll give you three stickers. There, you you know the stickers is just piling on. If they like, if they what is it? What else? Well, while supplies last, of course. Oh, while supplies yeah. last. Yeah, we got to work on our inventory numbers here, folks, before we start giving them away. Yep. Shred quarters is going to be filled with stickers soon. Now it's time to play the game, tomato meter. Oh, oh, are we making our predictions again? We're what doing ha- the predictions What happened again. with our predictions last time? We predicted uh, Avengers: Infinity War, which I was vastly, vastly wrong on, uh, uh, both personally and objectively, with the score. Yeah, um, I think it's about time that we start keeping track of this, so that there's there's like a running total between us. Yeah, yeah. So far, you're two and zero. Oh. I'm I, two and zero. Oh. Yeah, you're two and zero, oh, baby. Uh, you got that, and you got overboard. Because uh, we did overboard in Infinity Wars, and I said eighty six for Infinity Wars, and I said twenty seven for overboard. You said yeah, you're like uh, yeah, you're somewhere around that for that, right? And the actual score was like thirty. Yeah, the actual score was thirty, and then for, for Infinity overboard. Wars was eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah, you're the you're clear cut winners. You said seventy five and forty seven. Yep. Let's just be clear that Steven was very wrong. Yeah. yeah just want to put that out there. It's usually it. It's um, I'm, pessim- I'm pessimistic. I'm pessimistic about movies these days. I can't wait until we're popular enough to... Uh, for people to care? Yeah, for people to care and to like keep track of things that we say so we don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's Cause great. Because then they'll, just, they'll add up the totals of how you what your record is in the games on this show, and I- then we would find out that you're like 2 and 45. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll actually be the case. And I, 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 once we get to the live tweet uh, capabilities of, of, of the pod, then I think, then I think we, can, uh, we can achieve that dream. You heard it here first, folks. Big dreams over here. We got big dreams here, Real Rotten, so help us spread the word. Steven's basically the Hugh Jackson of games on this podcast. Yeah, that's a hot take, KJX. Thank you very much. And, uh, and thank uh, you for not uh, speaking until spoken to. I appreciate yeah. that. Thanks. Uh, uh, we have no Kyle in the studio today. Big surprise. Yeah, big surprise. He's only missed uh, all of them. Only it feels half. like. Yeah. 
But he's here in spirit, so let's all say on three. One, two, three. Fuck, Fuck you, you, Kyle. And uh, instead, we have backup producer, the rear admiral of producers. The Kurt Warner. The Kurt Warner. The, the bag boy. I think that, count that, folks. That's the second football reference you'll hear out of many from KJX Fact Shack. From the KJX Fact Shack, brought to you by Koji Shack. KJX, thanks for, uh, thanks for being, you know, the third person here. You know, I had nothing else to do, so. Yeah, that's true. It's great stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Makes, content. That's great content. If you need content, <laughs> go to KJX Fact Shack. Brought uh, to you by IHOP. We expect you to be checking the facts on the show, just like Kyle pretended to do all the time. You know. Um, if you try, ha- have an opinion about something, you can keep that to yourself. That's great. And then we'll, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So you can just keep your opinions to yourself. Just keep them to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the takeaway unless, here, folks. Unless unless there's there's a factual, a factual thing going on. Okay. Well, I have a factual thing. Okay. What's that? what's the fact, Jack? Um, you know how off uh, Stephen was about Avengers? How off? Nine percent. Oh wow, that's that's a hot lead. Thanks, thanks for that juicy, juicy, juicy <laughs> fact that no one else could configure by listening to one episode and then the next. That's cool. I like that fact. That's a great fact. Thank you, Alex. And for the record, Nick is two and zero. Oh. Which brings us to our next movies. I wish I cared. The next movie coming out that we are going to guess the tomato on. We got Deadpool Dose. Deadpool the Dose. The Double Deuce. It's actually Deadpool 2. I just threw Dose in because it means that in Spanish. Yeah, sure. Um, this is going to be uh, this is gonna be a good movie. It's a good follow-up. I don't think it'll be uh, a failure like it was initially predicted. Uh, yeah, I heard the rumor about it, right? Yeah, they had uh, they tested the tested the first uh screening of it and uh the audience hated it so they did some rewrites they did or i think it just re-edits not necessarily rewrites maybe some reshoots i'm not not quite sure about that but that was the rumor and now the 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 initial reaction to the final cut is you know everybody's love it loving it super smart super funny uh superior to the first which is really that's that's the rumor that's the rumor jack so so what do you so you're going high I'm going to go a little bit high on this one. I think I'm going to go like a solid 85%. Yeah. 85. Let's yeah. look up. Deadpool the- 1 was, uh, I think, what's around 70s? Something like that. I'm on it. Yeah, we'll have fact Jack look that up. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I, I think that lower. it's going to be the one that gets the height that is better than the first one, but then in the end, yeah. it's, it's going to be lower. So I'm going to go my with fear. I'm going to go with 81. I'm going to say still certified fresh. Okay, but okay. Uh, but 20, 20 of critics are going to are going to look sadly upon it. Okay, what do you what what do you got what do you got for us? KJX Fact Shack brought to you by Puddin. Well, surprisingly, 83 was the first Deadpool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> I just totally busted your fact for you. 83 a. Eh? So yeah, I think it'll be a little bit higher. It'll be around uh, 85. Yeah, eighty five is my guess. It'll be, it's gonna be it'll better. be it's gonna float right around right around mid to low eighties. So eighty one for me. Eighty one and I'm at eighty five, so we'll see we'll see where we land here. We might we might have a tiebreaker. There you go. And uh the second movie we're gonna do is Show Dogs. Show Dogs. Ooh, illustrious show dogs. Not to be confused with Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs featuring Cuba Gooding Jr. and James Coburn. One of his final roles, unfortunately. Yeah, why you got to bring that up? <laughs> I'm just saying he shouldn't have been in Snow Dogs. Future uh, real, real rock candidate. Show Dogs, well. if you didn't know, is a uh, going to be an, a live action but with talking dogs feature about uh, dogs in shows. Yeah. Show Dogs. 
Yeah, that's that's all the premise you need. And Will Arnett. Yeah. I think it's gonna be just bad. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> I think I think I think it's gonna be real bad. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eighteen percent. Oh, eighteen. Uh, I was gonna go a little bit lower. Am I might oh I'm gonna do uh I'm gonna do eleven percent. Eleven percent. Eleven percent. Solid, solid one one. Okay, well we'll check back in next week with uh It'll the results pro- of that. It's okay, I'll probably be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Cool. But now it's time to get into it. Okay. It's time to talk about the perfect score. Yeah, let's do it. But first, All right. we're going to take a commercial break. All right. And we'll be back after these messages. Say, Nick, what you drinking over there, buddy? I don't know, something that's delicious and tall. Is it? Is it? Is it sexy Idris Elba? I wish. It's actually a Limerita. Oh, a Limerita. What's that? A Limerita is a Bud Light product where they mix sugar and limes, and I'm guessing tequila together. No beer? There could be. I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the point of a limerita. Sounds like a solid mixture for a fun time. Yes. I can't wait to inject it into my bloodstream. Oh, yeah. Freebasing is the only way to have a limerita. The best thing about a limerita is that it's not just a lime, but it's an arita, too. Oh, it reminds me of my Auntie Margarita. On the shores of the Yucatan Peninsula, she always enjoys a tall can of the Limarita every mornings. He's Mexican. He's allowed to do that. That was a testimonial from our friend Juan, who uh, lives on the coast of Acapulco. Thank you, Juan. But the best thing about a, a Limarita is that it's a classic margarita, but it also makes you wonder, what is the mar in a garita? You know what I mean? Because a Limarita, it's a lime and an arita, but a margarita, a ma... Is it your mom and a margarita? I think it's a concoction from the planet Mars because it is out of this world. If that's not a KJAX fact shack, I don't know what is. That's right, folks. Bud Light Limerita. If you put suck in, one down today. If you put in the code Real Rotten at checkout, you might get fifty to ninety percent off of two gallons of Limerita. You have to order it in gallons. That's the that's the catch. That's how they get you. Here, folks. Here's the here's the hidden tip that Nick doesn't want you to know about. Go to the store, buy a tall can of of a limerita. Listen to the Real Rotten podcast, and if you don't laugh more than three times, you get to verbally abuse Nick via email at realrotten at gmail dot com. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. That's right. And we're back. Wow. If I'm not going to buy that product, somebody might. I don't think anybody will if in their right mind. Well, we're back, and uh, we're here to talk about the perfect score. Finally. And uh, let's introduce our guest, Not, I think it's time. I, I'm, I'm glad we're having this one-on-one time, to be honest. Yeah, it's really therapeutic. Yeah, we, we kind of needed like some us time after, yeah. all these, after all these guests. We're not sharing. We're not sharing the mic. when We're, we're, we're giving the mic, and we need to share. We need to be more compassionate. Yeah, because it was just us thinking about them. We really need to be, think about us. Yeah, you and, know, and and the needs for the for, and the needs for the uh, 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 you know um, what you call it audience, uh, especially the fact that uh, this is a special time as well because I believe this is uh, almost coming up on a year this month of the podcast of Real Rotten. The end of this month is going to be one year of Real Rotten. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, not so, not trying to spoil anything, but. Uh, we might have a guest joining us 
for the one year episode for the one year what's uh what what film do we have uh geared up for we have no idea all right that's what i like i'd like to be pleasantly surprised yep pleasantly surprised that's my nickname in high school yep we'll go with that but we're here to talk about the perfect score if you have have not watched this movie do yourself a favor and watch it because this is one of the few ones that is still available to stream uh to the general public if you have a common subscription to a streaming service Amazon Prime, to be specific. Yeah, you can cut all that, Kyle. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, what are you doing? How are, how are you? You're just taking. You're just letting things take four days to get to you. That is some stupid ass shit, right there. It's not smart. Yeah, for some things. Get get on it and do yourself a favor and get things delivered to you in two days. Okay. Yeah. It's not that much money. No. And you forget about it until the the next year that you pay for it, and you're like, oh shit, I'm still signed up for that. But leaving all that behind, this movie was directed by Brian Robbins. Hey, returning director. Returning director on the podcast. He directed Ready to Rumble. As well as this god-awful uh, teenage uh, heist comedy. And what I didn't realize is that, well, he also directed Hardball, Hardball, which we talked about. <coughs> which is great. But then, I don't know if we mentioned that he went on a full Eddie Murphy kick for the rest of his career. Oh, really? He, do- he does all of Eddie Murphy's movies like uh, Thousand Words and Meet Dave and all that? Yeah, I guess the other two. Oh, uh, you, you, yeah, you got, you got imagine both of those. that. Oh no, not imagine that. Whatever the imagine. So a thousand words, meet Dave, and there's there's one other one actually. Oh man, I don't remember. It involves Eddie Murphy as a fat person. Norbit. Yes. Oh wow, Norbit. What may be the worst movie of all time? Really, you think so? I thought it was kind of funny. Did you? At some parts him as norbit's pretty funny or he's a nerdy type of guy i guess he's not great as like you know it upsets me thinking about it to be honest fair enough but it was also written by mark hyman mark schwan and john zach all all of whom wrote other things i'm sure yeah i'm sure uh none of none of which has been extremely you know great uh cast the, so the cast of this movie is really what the, makes this movie watchable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting to to know that we have such an illustrious cast in in such a forgettable film. It's really interesting, and it's it's crazy to think about how all these people only just fourteen years ago were irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, even. just budding stars, a couple, a few budding stars, a couple uh, uh, stars on their own right at the time. Yeah, it's interesting to to see the dichotomy just just. Uh, just based on 14 years alone. Uh, not just about the cast, though, but it's just about the timing of the film itself, too. It's at a weird point in uh, in history, yeah. so one would say. So it's starring Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Johnny... No, what's his name? Johnny, Johnny Blaze himself. Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm himself. Johnny Blaze is a ghostwriter. Brian Greenberg. From, sure. Uh, how to Make It in America on HBO, if you saw that series for about a year, because that's how long it was on yep. before it got canceled. Yep. Scarlett Johansson. Scar Jo, one of her one of her first uh, star, quote-unquote starring roles. Yeah, I was just looking it up. And uh, so it's post-Ghost World and Girl with the Pearl Earring and Lost in Translation. Oh, wow. So is it she post-Oscar she, stuff? She did all that and Eight-Legged Freaks and then went to Perfect Score. Wow. What a transition. Yeah. That's incredible. 
if I saw those first four movies, I'd be like, start on the rise. And then if I saw Perfect Score, I'd be like, start on the fall. On the decline. It is a comet that is burning brightly and going out. Yeah. It's more like a solar flare. But then you look at the rest of her career, and it turns out that she actually wasn't like, you know, that hot of stuff for a while. Yeah. She was in the dark for a little bit. Yep. I mean, Scoop and the Island. Matchpoint. Matchpoint's a good movie. Scoop was a Woody Allen film, yeah. I believe. Yeah, but, you know, was it a good Woody Allen film? I mean, what is? Debatable. Debatable. Leonardo Nam. Yeah, Leonardo. Uh, unrecognizable in this film, but uh, you may recognize him nowadays as a, what do you call him, a technician at, uh, at, the, at the theme park Westworld? Yeah. Technician? I don't know. What do you, what do you call him? Surgeon technician? Surgeonician? Robot fucker? Oh, did he? Did he have sex with a robot? Oh no, I just not. Like, he messes with them. Like he fucks up. He oh. fucks with them. Oh, he fucks with them. Yeah, he fucks okay. with them. Not fucks them. Fucks with them. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Big distinction there. And uh, then we have Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen, who had a prominent role on Parenthood. Oh, did she? And uh, she's also in other things. Yes, like, like Swim Fan. Like Swim Fan. We we talked about doing a double pod with Swim Fan and The Perfect Score. Because it was Erica Christensen Fest here here at the Shred Quarters. Which is the only Erica Christensen Fest to ever exist. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Uh, other stars in this movie, Darius Miles. Darius Miles. Former, former NBA. First round pick. Player. First round pick, third overall. Oh, yeah. Third and, overall. Uh, and honorable mention I'm going to give to Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. As the older brother of Chris Evans. Matthew Lillard coming on the tail end of his high school uh, uh, persona career. Oh, scoops. You can do the scoops. Oh, uh, like, <clears throat> like, hey, Scoob, we got to go over here, man. There you go. Plot keywords, pantyhose. 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 Why? Why? Because of that one crotch shot on jo- Scarlett Johansson. Oh, man. Yeah, and the boss scene, I guess. With the I'm beginning to think that these plot keywords are for pervs looking up stuff about movies. Absolutely. I mean, we've had like it's all bo- Mr. Boobs. Skin tags. Yeah, yeah, it's all just like it's all just like lesbian kissing. Yeah, two girls in a room together. Bras, bras, skits, Fe- female nudity, regular nudity, more boobs, topless nudity, areolas, jugs. The other ones were test, high school exam, and teenager. Relevant. All relevant uh, synopses or plot keywords except uh, pantyhose. The tagline was, the SAT is hard to take. It's even harder to steal. <laughs> so, so funny. So all the all the pervs looking up harder, they find, they find that tagline. Harder. Uh, the studio is Paramount Films and MTV Films. MTV Films, yeah. One, one, of, their, one of their low lit uh, films, if you ask me. I see this as a movie that would thrive on MTV. Yes, this is an MTV movie. This is not a this is not a motion picture for theaters. Release date January thirtieth, two thousand four. PG thirteen rating, ninety three minutes, which was great. Yeah, quick ninety three. Like it. I love that. Love those hour and a halfs. The budget was supposedly forty million, which is so debatable. There's no way that movie cost forty million. Unless half that, unless half that budget was like for ScarJo. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson was just like, she's like, oh, you're gonna get a crotch shot of me wearing cherry panties. Yeah, you give me twenty million right there. Yeah, Uh, because it only grossed ten. Yeah, yeah, made ten million dollars. Eighteen percent. How how could it make more than fifteen? 
Rotten Tomatoes rating, 70%. Fresh ratings, 18. Nice. Uh, Rotten Ones, 91. So it was a widely reviewed movie. Yikes. Audience rating of 43%. There you go. There's a there's a lot of people that like not great movies. This is true. I think it deserves this rating. What do you think? Yeah. 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 It's just uh, it's just uh I might put it at a I might put it at a, like a nineteen. I I've just watched this movie maybe two hours ago and I still don't remember eighty percent of it. Well the critics consensus it's was such a forgettable film. Neither funny nor suspenseful, this heist slash teen flick also fails to explore its potentially social socially relevant premise. What socially rele- relevant premise are we talking about here? Like, I don't understand what the message they're trying to say. Like, oh, don't steal the SATs. It was like a standardized testing. Like, they view us all the same thing. Like, there's one way to test every type of person. Which I do think is bullshit. I mean, it doesn't take into account a lot of things. Let's go to the KJAX Facts Check short. short. Hey, KJAX, you got a hot lead for us. KJAX Facts Check brought to you by Tire Depot. I agree with Nick. I think it was very socially relevant just because that was also during the time that George Bush was doing that no child left behind and that, all that overhaul to education. Okay, so that's so. a subjective opinion. That's not a fact. So thank you, Alex, <laughs> for, not, for not giving us a fact from the Fact Shack. Brought to you by uh, Tyco. Well, it's I was my, just, it's my I was fault. Just I don't care. I, I, don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Cut that's that's really Cut what that it cow. is. It's a, uh, it's it's it sh- it could have and should have been a better look at how generalizing testing and or like grading a student is somewhat complicated. I I mean I guess I I don't know. It's it's. It's lost. It's literally lost in translation for me. This 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 film. I, I maybe because they didn't take the SATs, so I don't know the the significant impact of it. That's my own fault. Uh, but you know, life goes on. Yeah. Newsflash here. Stephen did not take the SATs. I did not. That is a uh, that's weird. I mean, it, I went to community college. That's why. That's yeah. why I didn't have to take the SATs. You just to always go to knew you were just going to go to community college first. Uh, no, I mean, I just didn't have the, the best grades already going into junior year to think that I could do college. Um, and I just didn't really uh, focus on it as, as much as I should have. Um, just thinking about a different pathway. Just thinking about a different pathway that didn't have to have an SAT involved. Which led to me and Steven and Alex all meeting at Chico State. Yeah, great. It was a great decision. Yeah. I, 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 well, I oh, took the SATs and I had decent grades well, and I still score? went to Chico State. So, hey, you know. Score? I got a nineteen twenty. Oh, when it was twelve hundred. When it was twenty four. Twenty four hundred. Twenty four is the max you can get now, or maybe it's more now. No, they. Uh, I think they took the essay back out of it. I think it's back to back 16. to sixteen. Wow. So now the movie is relevant again. Yeah. So the movie is relevant again. Right. Congrats, perfect score. You you waited around just enough. The other tagline that I do want to say is the one that's on the cover of the movie. It's uh, The Breakfast Club meets Ocean's Eleven. Oh, my God. It so is not. It so is not Breakfast Club meets Ocean's Eleven. I think it's totally that. No, it's not. The heist sucks. The teenage bonding hardly exists, only in only in monologue form. Uh, 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 it's, all, it's all spread out. It doesn't even take place in a detention center. Um, yeah. No. 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 It doesn't work. Well, did you have a uh, favorite blurb, Stephen? Favorite blurb that I had. Uh, 
was from Melinda Ennis from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She says, despite the serious subject matter, director Brian Robbins, director Brian Robbins can't decide whether this is a drama, a satire, or an American Pie-style teen spoof, and the film dissolves into a shapeless, weightless mass. Couldn't agree more. This movie seemed very schizophrenic, very uh, weirdly themed throughout. It was like a, a ABC After School special meets um, scary movie meets, you know, caper. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll co-sign that stuff. Okay, cool. What do you what's uh, what's your blurb? Yeah, mine wasn't any any nicer. It was uh, from Antonio Quirk of Ooh. the London Evening Standard. Ooh, this is a snarky British uh, British uh, yes, review. Yes, I, I chose the British lady. Uh, I don't even know if they take SATs. In yeah, so they probably England. What are they t- these tests really? Are you mad? And now it's time for the fun trivia portion of the evening. And uh, everybody loves the trivia portion because it's filled with trivia that everybody finds cool and funny. Yeah, it's usually a great, uh, great uh, subject, great category that we have on this program. This one has zero to there's maybe no, one fun trivia. There's on nothing it. cool. There's yeah. nothing cool about the behind the scenes or about the making or about the post about this film. I have researched this film more than anybody should have ever researched I'm it. I'm sure you have. And I didn't find anything about it. Not even like press tours from like when this movie came out. Yeah. Like I just wanted to know what like Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson like said about each other. And they don't even bring up this movie. They've started in six movies together since this movie. And they still don't talk about this movie at all. I don't get it. Because they refuse to. They don't want to. Like, who wants to remember this film? I don't think anybody does. Well, some of the other fun facts are it is impossible to actually steal a copy of the SATs because there are several versions, and everyone that takes it gets questions in different order. Yeah, they got the, they got the product way too easily, without question. Without yeah. question. After after fucking up multiple times of not of of getting the product and then losing it immediately. Yeah. They they got all the answers and then they shredded them. Yeah, who who confuses a shredder with a copy machine? It really doesn't make any to, sense. To, to his me. benefit, it did look like a copy machine. That machine doesn't exist. Yeah. That shredder that's a fake shredder. Yeah. That's who, not a real life who, shredder. Yeah. Who makes a copy machine looking shredder? That's what I want to know. I feel like shredders are Xerox always like shredding machine. Yeah, shred, shredding machines always have like the the transparency where you can see the shredded pieces, right? Yeah. They usually have the clear buckets. Yeah, um, this this one was just like, "Oh, you want to make a copy?" Well, boom. Yeah, sorry, it's just destroyed now. Sorry, sorry. And the only other fun fact was that Darius Miles, who plays Desmond in the movie, he, uh, in the film, goes to college instead of going to the NBA. But yes. the actual Darius Miles went straight to the NBA mm-hmm. instead of going to college. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. And, and for the same school. He, he got accepted uh, into St. John's, but he opted for the NBA. But his character uh, was going to opt into the NBA, but decided instead to go to, go to St. John's. Yeah, drafted by the Clippers, third overall. Yeah. And then... Uh, Fell into obscurity. Yeah, was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers two years after that. And then they tanked for LeBron, and then he was traded to the Trailblazers, where he went fully into obscurity. I just saw that he filed for bankruptcy or whatever two, oh, two years ago. That's unfortunate. So maybe he's on his feet now. So we're wishing the best for a man, Darius Miles. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, things don't suck. Do you think it's the same character that carries over to Van Wilder? It, it, if if it didn't occur before, uh, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. Van Wilder was 03. Yeah, Van Wilder, he made it as himself, apparently, according to IMDb. Yeah, according to the MDB. And right. now it's time for the actual movie review. Oh, we're doing the actual movie review. Yeah, we, I feel we like we just talked it. ad nauseum about it, but uh, I did. guess we have multiple more minutes talking about this movie. S-A-T. Suck ass test. <laughs> That's what that stands for. I'm going to give one minute for this, uh, for this god-awful movie. So it starts out with, uh, um, with people talking about the SATs and how it's so hard to do. And so uh, Chris Evans, he's, he's, so, he's got such a hard-on to go to Cornell. He uh, decides to steal the SATs from the ETS Center, which is in New Jersey. So he gets a bunch of he gets a ragtag team together. It includes this one of the smartest girls in class, uh, the rebel whose father owns the building. You have the stoner who listens in over over the conversation. His best friend that he has with his best friend in the bathroom. And uh, you know I'm going to keep going, and we're going to make this two minutes. And then they uh, decide to go into. The- And then the whole gang gets together. They decide to steal the STs. They get in. They find them. They shred them. After the shredding, they come back later, try to steal the actual STs from the room that they're kept in. Turns out the room is empty, which is a real weird part of the movie. Then they go to the guy's office that has the STs, find those, answer them all themselves, write them all down. All have realizations that they don't need the SATs, decide not to use the answers, and then get into the colleges of their choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really that simple and straightforward. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's incredible that you like this film, sir. I just, may, I just have to call that out. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, I do. I, liked the, I like this movie still. I don't understand. Why? Why? Why though? There's it's nothing. Not a there's bad no substance. Movie. It's this, not a bad movie. It's, it's a, a good movie. It's a white bread sandwich with butter. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's probably toasted a little bit. No, there's no toast. There's no toast involved. There's no spice involved. It is milk toast. It is literally no. I'm toast sure dipped toast. in milk. I'm pretty sure it's toasted, and I'm pretty sure there's like a nice pepper jack, and then like a meat. Like not not a lot of uh, vegetables or anything, you know. It didn't it didn't throw in a lot of whole different crazy things. But the most provocative thing in this film was a ScarJo crowd shot. That's it. That's, That's it. provocative. That's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> nothing crazy happening at like a party. Nothing crazy happening at like you know at the place where they're inv- in, uh, infiltrating. <laughs> yeah. No beer. Strictly. Strictly wine or Red Bull. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so it was so hardcore. Chris Evans was so nervous going to steal the answers uh, for the SAT. He drank. He swigged some beer before he left. Oh, he's so hardcore. That was yeah. the craziest part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Chris Evans was like the definition of of generic white male. Yeah. So actor. Chris Evans was a generic white male, and then we had Erica Christensen as the generic white female. Yeah, who, both of whom are like college bound, but you know, whatever. And her make and her makeover at the end into a badass uh, because because she realized she just her put on potential. like a tube top. Yeah, she put on yeah she put on like a tube top. some spaghetti straps. Yeah, she got you spaghetti know, straps. Which were up, big in two thousand four. And she let her hair down and uh, she told her mom, "I'm not going to Brown. I'm going to go to Europe and meet some guys." Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to go to Bulgaria. Or hell, something. the girls, hell, the girls at Brown are disappointed. You know what I mean? Oh my god, that was so weird. I just told my mom I'm not going to Brown. The guys at Brown are going to be disappointed. Hell, the girls at Brown are going to be disappointed. Because <laughs> she she was going to have like a lesbian time. Yeah, she'll have a gay old time. 
Uh, and then Brian Greenberg is uh, Maddie, who is uh, Chris Evans's best friend. Yep. Who thinks he can go to Maryland with like a 2.3 and a hella low GPA score? I mean, SAT score. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he was living a fool's paradise just because he wanted to be with his girlfriend, which, you know, every, that works every time. Hey, uh, res- someone respect to him for, uh, for dating above his class. He was, he was a junior dating a senior. Yeah. That w- worked out perfectly, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He wore the worst outfits, too, in the movie, I would oh, I, I think. Oh, absolutely. Had the worst hair, the worst outfits. The worst hair, which is my hair. Um, yeah. Yeah, the worst outfits. and Yeah. Even though Chris Evans was a two-shirts McGee for a lot of the movie. Oh, uh, yes. Always, remember the two-shirts fashion? Long sleeve and then short sleeve on top of it? The worst. I always hated long sleeve shirts, and I couldn't imagine wearing two layers, let alone one being half of a layer. You know? You know what the actual average Ooh. GPA of uh, Maryland, University of Maryland is? Ooh, very yes, cool, yes. Uh, very cool KJAX fact oh, chat brought go. to you here by ICES. What do you got for us, KJAX? The average GPA at University of Maryland is four point two two. What the fuck? That's, That's not real. Double. I believe that. No way. Yeah, Maryland Terrapins, baby. They don't. They don't take no mess unless you want to play football there. To be a turtle, you got to get a four point two. Oh yeah, big time. That's the average too. That's bullshit. Oh no, I believe it. I believe it. Maryland's hardcore. Maryland's a very good university. Um, um, baby. I guess. Yeah. Th- I mean, I guess. Unless you're an athlete, then they'll get you in some way somehow. So Darius, uh, Miles played the basketball player that had had two point oh and he like did. barely skated by. Yep. But uh, I did. We're going to do a quick Mother's Day shout out to Darius's mom. Yeah, she was one of the best characters in this movie. That's a nice segue into like best worst characters. Uh, she really made the movie work with her compassion and her and her uh, determination to for her son to succeed in uh, in the academic world as well as the athletic world. Yeah, that was probably the most ple- that was probably the most pleasant surprise of the movie. Yeah, was how much he cared about his mom. It was it was it was just a far cry from any other best relationship athlete. in the movie. Yeah, any other like athlete in high school going to college yeah. situation that you see in most movies. Like it's usually yeah. like the guy fucks around. Yeah, and like doesn't pay attention and like cheats off people. But this guy, he he just honestly wanted to make his mom proud. Yeah, which was which was so refreshing. I think even if it uh, even if it meant cheating. Even if it meant like stealing the SAT answers, yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, Leonardo Nam was the stoner. Yeah, surprisingly, the stoner character. He was just just the best worst character in this film. Uh, if I'm sure you'll agree with me. Yeah, it we, just we, his lines were awful. They were they were supposed to be funny, but they were just creepy. Um, he was yeah. definitely the weirdest best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely a wild Most card. Cr- the cringiest now, especially because of. Uh, our current circumstance. Yeah. All, all the me too movement. He was, he would have been fired immediately. He would have, he would have been outed on Twitter, uh, for his sexual harassment comments. Yes. He, which he had many, um, too many, too many, too many. One's already too many. It was really, it was a lot. Yeah. At some points. Yeah. It was, it was, it was not pleasant. But, but at the same time, he did make you like him, which was, which is what uh, I thought was like the weirdest part. I think it was his undercover, uh, intelligence mm -hmm. is really what like attracted me to him. He had a nice monologue discussing the, the death of his mother, which was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, there, there was like some depth there, but it mostly just hung out on the surface. I thought the stoner jokes were, you know, hit or miss. Very. The sexual harassment jokes. Very mostly, miss. mostly miss. Very miss. If not all misses. Yeah, very miss. No pun intended. And, uh, but 
I would put him as the best works worst character of the movie for sure. Yeah, I agree. Who who worked the most for you though? Um, who worked most for me? The uh, the uh, let's see, uh, let's see who worked for me. Uh, the the spicy combo of Chris Evans and ScarJo. I mean, this is where the this is where the sparks flew. This is where the the dynamite connected uh, with with the ignition and uh, the the explosion happened. And look, six six seven movies in, their their relationship stays strong, even though you know it's a platonic one. Yeah, it it it's a good friendship. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 play off each other pretty well in uh in this film, even though they barely interact with each other. I think you do kind of see all of these actors' chops in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, Chris they, Evans, the straight man who uh who's who could play a lead, uh, which is which a pretty meaningless lead. Oh yeah, um yeah, it's Garjo who who has depth, who can be serious, who can be funny, who who just can play a a, a, a mean person, I guess as well. Yeah, an edgy you know hipster girl type. Which was fully in her range at that point. This was really the first yeah. movie that got me into Scarlett Johansson, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I hadn't seen Girl with Pearl Earring. I hadn't seen Ghost World. I had maybe I had probably seen Lost in Translation, but that mm. was probably the only movie that I saw with her before this movie. I see. Even though I saw Home Alone 3 a lot, but I really don't remember her in that movie. <laughs> Is she one of the sisters or something? She's the sister. She's uh, the yeah. older sister in Home Alone 3. That was her, one of her film premieres. Classic. Yes, sir. But yeah, I, I I thought that's that most of the characters did work as their thing, and then they all got their like fair shot mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, they all had a they everybody all had everybody got their own moment. Here. Yeah, they all got their own moment, which they all executed, you know, decently. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I yeah. mean, the acting was the best part of the movie. It was really just the plot and the whole idea of the movie. <laughs> that, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um. I will say that Matthew Lillard, honorable mention. What do you? What do you? Th- I thought he was pretty pretty dumb character. I thought he was mentally challenged the first half of the film. <laughs> to be honest with you, it sounded like it sounded and looked like he was like some sort of a, a developmental disability going on with him, and that's why he was living with his parents. But it turns out he's just a fuck up. Yeah, go figure. Just to fuck up. Yeah, wants to live with uh, the family for some reason, and apparently it's okay with him. Uh, and his parents are totally okay with him being a failure because they just rely on Chris Evans to succeed. Yeah, this movie had a lot of white privilege. In it. Yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure, Chris Evans. Uh, Matthew Lillard can fuck up, but you can't. Yeah, yeah one of the you're plot, the, one you're of the, the plot, good kid. One of the plot keywords of this movie should have been white privilege. Big time, <laughs> big time white privilege. And now it's time for a new segment that we're gonna debut on this episode. Ooh wee. <laughs> this for real is this for real so what what this segment means is uh uh, this is the turning point in a film where you realize like oh i've i've overstepped my boundary i've crossed into into the dark side that is uh that is rotten um and and we're going to discuss that right now for me the the for real moment that i had um I would say it would be the the sequence where everybody is uh, dreaming about certain situations, about robbing uh, or not robbing, about infiltrating the building. Um, specifically, uh, Scarlett Johansson's Matrix scene, uh, where she's taking out guards and basically reenacting the first scene of the Matrix uh, uh, trilogy. Yeah, that scene was uh, gratuitous. Gratuitous, unnecessary, but just like the early two thousands, just include every pop culture reference you possibly can that was that was the scene that did age the worst i would say yeah uh all their different little mission impossible things you know of like sneaking into the building yeah yeah what's your uh what's your faux real moment 
I think my is this for real moment of the movie was when they had to take the test themselves after they they did all this work yes to get the to get the test and then God. it turns out they didn't even have the answers what a pointless ending and they're all just they all just take the test as, as a group no man i'm good yeah and i was just like okay okay so you think that two of you on each section is going to be a little bit better than both of you I can guarantee their their top score would have been like fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, they no way got the perfect score, obviously, or else Chris Evans would have went to Cornell, but he went to Syracuse instead. Well, they didn't use the answers, Stephen. But even though they knew all, all the questions and everything, no, even still, it wouldn't have worked out for them because no matter what, it wouldn't have been perfect. Yeah, because so, they didn't have so all that the was, answers. It was just like, are you for real? Like, yeah, this whole movie was kind of pointless. It it really was. Well, it wasn't pointless if they didn't shred the original master copy, I guess, right? That that scene actually stands out as the dumbest scene of the movie. That's very dumb. It's almost a faux real moment. It's it's so dumb that a copy. I we keep talking about it, but why does a copy machine look like a sh- a shredder? It's the worst. No, thing the other ever. way around. Why does a shredding machine look like a copy machine? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why you would need a shredding machine that gigantic. Like who, what? Yeah, at the ETS. Are you, what, are you what? putting in like d- bodies? Are they putting bodies into this shredder? That's the only reason this shredder needs they to be that big. They went through sixteen million four hundred and fifty nine thousand iterations of the SAT, and so they they have to do it to get it right. That's why they need the shredder. They're just like I'm tired of shredding things, five papers by five papers. I wanted to shove a whole book in here. Yo, look at that. You shred a phone book and that there a shredder. Dude, you misspelled. SAT on all of these. We need to shred every SAT document that we have. STAs. We're taking the STAs, right? The standard test for Americans. <laughs> Do you like Budweiser? Do you like Lay's potato chips? If you answered yes to any of those questions, congratulations. You just passed the STAs. But as far as a, as better scene in the movie, I did like all of their little introduction pieces, as as dumb as they were. It, I, I'm just a sucker for those. those well, those things. it added to the heist sort of caper. Uh, yeah, I, genre. I, I love I love a good ensemble cast with the introductions of each character showing like their little bit of like who they are, like Italian job style. Or, yeah, a little uh, bit beside their personality. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I think those scenes are just just good in general. I agree. As I long agree. as they're not, uh, it's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, this is as far as that is concerned, it it's not even that great of a part, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, fair. All right. Best lines. There's none. We haven't got anything. Do you so got, you've a got, things you've got I, one. A couple of things I do want to talk about in the best line section is all the different SAT jokes that they made. Oh, about the suck-ass test? So it, was, uh, it was a lot of suck-ass test. It was a lot of uh, sick and twisted was another sick one. Sick and twisted. Stoned and, and toasted. Stoned and toasted. There was, there was plenty of SAT um what is this called? Play on words, alliteration. You no, know. Uh, Quick, Kjax, give us a fact check. What? Not an anagram. What is it called when you make acronym. it? Acronym. Acronym. <laughs> There's a lot of play on acronyms in this movie. A lot of acronym play. And uh, I only like that past ten o'clock. And it wasn't great. But my favorite line of the movie. Has to do with the fact that they didn't drink beer throughout the movie, but they just drank Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And when Maddie gets like super upset that he doesn't get into Maryland and like throws his 
his huge cell phone. His giant Nokia. Off of the roof, you it cuts to Chris Evans, who is drinking like a protein shake, but has like a cooler full of Red Bulls next to him. And he's like, all right, all right, Maddie, you're wired. It's the Red Bull. And I, I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, they're just drinking on a rooftop some Red Bulls, man. Every, everybody just goes sunset. and hangs out with their bro, like on a rooftop and just. That's what just high school kids do, man. Smash some Red Bulls. Yeah, smash some RBs, bro. Gives you wings, man. Gives wings, about to go do a 720. 720 method off that pipe over there. Do you have any other things to say about this movie? Uh, for best lines, no. I mean, the lines are just, just in in general. In general, it's just a movie. Like it's something like that you watch on basic cable, like on four o'clock on a Saturday if you're hungover. I mean, guaranteed. Like if that. I had if I had never seen this movie, we would have never done this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 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 it's it's a it's it feels like every time I watch this movie, it's it's uh it's the little uh, cylinder in Men in Black. It. At the very end, I just get the cylinder of light, and I totally forget what I just watched the past 93 minutes. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Unforgettable. That's what. Totally forgettable. Yeah, totally forgettable. That's what this movie is. And now it's time for the top five. Top five. For the top five, we're going to rank... Out of the six main actors, we're gonna rank them. Okay, one through five. Best careers, best overall personalities. Person I'm sure. Yeah. So let's let's just get rid of Darius Miles. I think because yeah. because he he's a basketball player. His future was written prior to this film. Yeah. Yeah. So so we got Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Greenberg, Leonardo Nam, and Erica Christensen. Oh boy, who's he number five? I think we should start from the top. Oh top. So let's have the. So ScarJo or Chris Evans? I'd say Chris Evans. I'd take Chris do you Evans. Really, yeah. You really think that he is a bigger star? I think so. I think he's more universally recognized because he's he is Captain America. Yeah, but Scarlet Scarlet I think She has more depth as is an, more as recognizable an as an actress though. I know uh I, I think I she mean, has because more she's star a woman power. and she's a sex symbol, maybe, but but Chris Evans is like the atypical American man. He's like internationally recognized. He's like a Matt Damon sort of character, you know? Yeah, what I mean? but only as Captain America. Yeah, but that's a huge character. It's like Robert Downey Jr., fucking Iron Man. I mean, uh, Scarlett Johansson. She, you, you think Black Widow, but you think other things too. I think of other things I think before of her, I think of her I, as Black Widow. I think of Scarlett Johansson as as a person. If I thought of Chris Evans, I might just think Captain America. Honestly, to be, it's a tough one too. I'm not disagreeing with you that that ScarJo could be better, uh, but I'm just saying my personal choice. I believe Chris Evans is the superior uh, uh famous famous lad. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rank Scarlet okay. as number one. Yeah. And then Chris He's is the contrarian, two. it's cool. So then we that leaves us Erica Christensen, Leonardo Nam, and Brian Greenberg. So right. let's we can just throw Brian Greenberg into five. Yeah, he's our fivers. So he, so the real he, battle he, is he between did, our he three. He did and four. head a HBO show, the lead on the HBO show. And it didn't work out. And so there's that. Out. So he had his chance. From like seven years ago. So that that, that ship is sailed. Which leads us to Leonardo Nam, who's currently on the HBO show, but who yeah. has before that not done a whole lot. Not done a whole lot. And then Eric Christensen, who has developed into a TV actress. Yeah. She she she's uh, she's at the number three to me she's at the number three and we had leonardo at the number four because uh leonardo and she was, was, was tra- out and she was traffic no, she, remember she was in traffic she was like the the preppy girl yeah sure yeah i i think that we can agree parenthood parenthood itself really just vaulted her into the third spot yeah 
Yeah, it's really, really. And then Leonardo Nam, just because of his his uh, Westworld performance, exactly, or else he'd be off the list. Gets the four, and Brian Greenberg in the five spot. Yeah, we got it. We yep. got it. Pack it up, folks. Pack it up. Podcast over. Turn off your podcasts unless you're a fan of fun, because now it's time for the game section. Oh man, games with two people—that's the best kind of game. Oh, everybody loves two-man games. Two-man games. Just a couple of dudes. Couple of games with men. Couple of dudes, shirts off, just sweating, sweating, talking to each other, glistening in the Uh, in the midnight sun. The competition is really just amping the sexual tension. Oh man, I'm I'm already slightly rushed. I don't know what to do about it except. Except Play to, the game. Yeah, except to get cooled down by uh, the one and the one and only uh, Alexander Galaxiakis, who's gonna who's gonna uh, talk to us about some cool games. He's gonna be our game master. Welcome, Alex. Yes, Alex, are you ready? You remember how at the beginning of the movie they uh, come up with a different acronym for the SAT and they say "suck ass test." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the best part of the movie, some people would say. Some. To those people, we say you're an idiot. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do suck ass trivia. Suck ass trivia. Wow. What kind? Oh, so so it's so it's trivia that sucks ass. I would say so. All right. So question one. Okay. What type of sportsmen are most likely to get diseased anuses or rectums? Ooh, Ooh. sportsmen. Uh, rugby players. Are you going rugby? So Stephen's going with rugby players. What do you? What, what's your answer, Nick? I'm gonna go with um. Butt pirates. Butt pirates. <sighs> but but if if butt pirates isn't a sport yet, which I uh, no, understand. you don't get two answers. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's your stupid guess. Okay, deal with it. <laughs> um, well, Nick was closer than Stephen was because the answer is water skiers. Water, water skiers. skiers oh, get I could totally see rectums. that. Yeah. That's incredible. Skiing in the dirty ass lakes all the time. Yeah, get them brain eating amoebas in their anal cavities. Yeah, mine involved water though, so I think yes, yeah, so I, I I probably get that. I think that I'm going to award that to Nick. Uh, that's debatable that wow, I water's love, involved I love being a butt pirate. But <laughs> I just know that a lot of KY is involved. Which the perfect score star tap dances to work through anxiety? Wow, I like that question a lot. My guess is uh, Leonardo Nam. I'm going to say ScarJo has a background in tap dancing. I believe that. Which would just make her even better looking to me. Final answer. Final answer. ScarJo yeah. and Steven's going Leonardo with Nam. Leonardo Nam. It's actually Chris Evans. Oh, Chris, Chris Evans is Evans. totally a fucking top dancer. God damn it, Chris so, Evans. You Evans, don't deserve Evans it. Evans' mother is a former professional dancer. Wow. So Chris has a tap dance floor installed in the basement of his house. Wow, that's Chris amazing. Chris himself tap dances to work through anxiety. Wow. That's a hot lead. That needs to be a movie. Right? Yeah, Footloose remake. Did they already do that? I I, I would love to see the remake. I would love to see a frustrated Chris Evans just... <laughs> Just like stomping down his stairs in tap shoes, so it's just like. He needs to be the new Fred Astaire, obviously. Once he's done being Captain America, he needs to be the new Fred Astaire. All right. So, um, which star has won a Tony Award? So has acted on Broadway and won a Tony Award. That's a toughie. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Scar Joe. Erica Christensen. Oh, Steven just tied it up. Yeah, uh, Scarjo, what'd she get a Tony for? She won Best Featured Act. 
actress in a play. What was the play? For A View from the Bridge. Oh, A View from the Bridge. In 2010. Oh, A View from the Bridge 2010. Good for her. Wow. She's, she's on her way to get their EGOT. She, should she got their, she got her Oscar or no? She doesn't have an Oscar yet. I don't believe she, she has an not. Oscar. No, not that. yet. All right. She's on her way. So the final question Ooh. is, which star is a member of the Church of Scientology? No. Oh. Way. Ooh, Lillard has that all over him, but uh, I'm no. going to not go with him. I think that it's gotta be it's erica christensen without question yeah ah that's the choice i think i'm gonna go 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 deep leonardo nam or larry lillard leonardo nam actually no i'm gonna go chris evans actually leonardo nam Stephen wins. Oh, oh yeah, God, Erica fuck. Christensen. That's why she's so weird. That's why she's so obscure. Ah, uh, she's yeah. got Scientology. She's all over from her. Seattle, and her parents were already Scientologists, and they moved to L.A. Ugh. just to be closer to the church. Yeah, uh, Erica Christensen's actually a very vocal proponent of the Church of Scientology. Oh, she defends it. Wow, that is just a huge bummer. Yeah, thanks bummer. for really, uh, thanks for really ending that on a down note. On a low note here. Wow. Well, now it's time for the same game, same title, different movie. All right. Uh, just me, you, and me. So uh, me, do you want to go? Me? You want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Uh, my movie. We open up on an empty street. There's a uh, a young boy playing hoop and stick down the street. Everybody knows the old game of hoop and stick. Uh, you hit the hoop with a stick, and he's going. And then a uh, he he trips and falls and falls on the ground and and is bleeding and laying down. And then all of a sudden. Something comes out of nowhere, and uh, starts licking his licking his little head, and it's a uh, it's a tabby cat, and he looks up and he realizes this is the most beautiful tabby cat I've ever seen. And then the tabby talks to him. The tabby says, "Hi, Oliver, I'm your new best friend." And then, that's when he gets the idea to enter this tabby cat into cat competitions. For best in show, where the ultimate goal is to get the per fixed score, starring Brian Greenberg, wow, <laughs> and Chris Evans as the voice of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a compelling movie. I didn't, I didn't know where you were taking me on that ride. Yeah, that was. I tried to do a little. I enjoyed little, that uh, misdirection in the yeah, front. I really enjoyed that plot twist right there. All right, so. Uh, let me, let me get let me get time there, uh, fact check. From the KJAX fact check, brought to you by Plastic Spoons. Shut up, Kyle. Five, You're not here. Four, three, two. It's a. It's the end of the season. College basketball game. Uh, these two teams uh, play each other in the in their respective conference every year. They're both out of contention. They can no longer make the, the NCAA uh, tournament. Both coaches decide that they will still give their very best effort and get their players the most time they could have on the court. This game, uh, this game is compelling for being a out of out of contention game. Both teams going back and forth, back and forth. First, second, uh, first half goes goes past. Uh, it's a tie game. The second half of the game goes past. It's a tie game. They have to go to overtime. They go to overtime. It still remains a tie game. Both teams are playing immaculately. This game goes to septuple overtime. Will it end there? We don't know. 
because they both are at the perfect score. Which is 69 to 69. Oh, yeah. Right? That's that's what I thought. 420 to 420, brother. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm on board with a college basketball movie. All right, so so I think to to best judge this, I re- I enjoyed your film as well. So we're sort of out of tie. So we need uh, Kajax to objectively weigh in here. Which which movie, perfect score? Do you like better? I'm disappointed nobody went the bowling route. Well, yeah, because I wanted you already, to go the yeah, you route, already mentioned you, it. You brought it up earlier. Yeah, fuck you. How you about that? All the surprise. Yeah. Creating content before we even record. Yeah, that's smart. What's wrong with yeah, yeah? That's that's the that's the problem with content nowadays. Let's waste great ideas over the ether. You pre-ejaculate of... the content everywhere. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. But what were you saying? I have to say both were admirable efforts. Um, but I'm Is gonna that even have a word? to get admirable, 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 admirable. Yeah. Unnoggable, Rear admirable. man. Yeah. Cut, cut all this, Kyle. Um, I would say I'm going to give it to Steven. All right. Oh, that's some bullshit. Hey. The, the perfect score. That's a double pun in there. It is. It is. I don't think you put much effort in yours. I definitely did. At least a minute. I think we put the equal amount of effort in for each other. And we are going to end this podcast with a new segment. Okay. Called uh, What Animal Would You Choose to Replace a Character in the Movie? Okay. And what? And why? And why? Okay. Yeah, I think you got someone on the brain already, so you go right ahead there. Yeah, sure. Squire. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and replace Leonardo Nam, the narrator, with a uh, a uh, talking koala bear. Ooh, that's a good move. Yep. Uh, it it gets high on eucalyptus all the time, so it still has like the stoner vibe to him. And he's he's always trying to puff on eucalyptus, but every time you look at his face, you can't think he's like a sexual harasser, because he's a uh, he's a he's a koala, and he and he's 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 adorable to the max, and and he's and he's a uh, hangs on trees and stuff. So you're hitting all the markets. You're hitting the ecologist. You're hitting the stoner. You're hitting the 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 teenage uh, uh, female market, teenage male market. You you're demographically demographically covered right there, sir. I think it would improve it at least seven points yes. on uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes. It scale. might make it go over twenty five. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think a nice koala in there would have uh, really changed the game. Couldn't agree more. Uh, do you have an animal? I do. I do have an animal. Uh, taking the place of Chris Evans would be an alpaca. Oh, uh, <laughs> because they had about a much uh, creative range in their emotions and in their acting skills in this film. They anybody could have played chris evans a cardboard cutout of chris evans could have been a better performance than chris evans in this film it was that unmemorable, uh, and therefore the alpaca would would kiss would just sh- as beautifully with erica christensen it would shine the alpaca would shine <laughs> yeah and i i could see the alpaca even still being an architect at cornell yeah yeah to be honest he would get accepted into cornell yeah. <laughs> even with his uh, own set scores not not chris oh, evans the, the alpaca would have scored at 14 20 spit in sure. matthew lillard's face every scene that would have loved that oh Oh yeah, a spit take with with the beer scene. That oh, would yeah. that would be excellent. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's decided then. It is written. It is spoken. The it reboot is, is the reboot is on the way. Yeah. And uh, do you have a a final blurb? An original original blurb. Um. Yeah. Original blurb. I'll I'll leave it as this. Um. What? No, I'm just kidding. Um, my original brother was this, um, this movie was great. Wait, 
what was this movie about again? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, 10 out of 10. The perfect score. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's yeah. fair take. That's fair take. Well, not really. But, you know, in in the spirit of blurbs, I think that. Yeah. Well, you like this movie, so you can I call like it, give it a 10 out of 10 I, I, I'm, for I'm some weird reason. It'll be the one shining light out of this dark do you have any do you have any pool. real recommendations for the uh, the listeners you know this is a this is a callback this is a this is the this is america this is a this is a proclamation of a tragic occurrence that uh that happened uh today um uh, i'm into brooklyn 99 and i hope that the world is still into brooklyn 99 after they just received the big angry axe uh from fox networked uh but they'll get picked up I think they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, I'll second that. Uh, I'll I'll say real wreck. Uh, this is America video. Yeah, absolutely. Just because if we didn't mention it, we would we would automatically be out of the pop culture loop and uh, disbanded. And yeah, and shut down as being racist uh, pigs. Uh, K Jack's fact check. Do you have a recommendation? K Jack's fact check brought to you by Cinnabon. Um. Nah. Great. Hates everything. Great. Honest, honestly compelling content. Very yes. rich. Yes, thanks. No, just give me a second. Take. All right, thanks for your input. Oh, yeah, <laughs> input. That's great. I just haven't been watching much lately. I don't really have anything. Oh, any, great. Any, no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll just end it like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. This is a great ending of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, uh, K Jax, <laughs> for being on the show uh, and being doing your same old bad self. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank my partner here, Nick Lyons. Uh, if you want to follow, a pleasure. Fo- follow him, it's uh, Nick King of Lions at uh, and Twitters and, uh, uh, it's and Sick uh, Lions on Twitter now. Sick Lions on Tweeters and uh, Lick Nylons on Instagram. You can you can find me non-existent on Twitter. S R A M W E R E Z. All across all channels as well, uh, Instagram and um, um, Tumblr. And as we always say at the end of the podcast, keep it real. Ooh, we and keep it rotten. That's that's what we say, right? That's what what we say. Stay real, stay rotten. Stay Uh, real, keep it real. You will keep it real if you keep it rotten. Now it's something I don't know. Are you for real? Are you for real? Keep it real. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You watch a film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten.